Welcome to Arise Church, where we exist so that you can experience God. I pray that this message will encourage, inspire, and grow your faith in God. Enjoy the message. Woo! Are you excited? Where the Spirit of the Lord is there, there's freedom. I just want to say thank you so much for coming and experiencing God with us. Also, I want to welcome those who are watching us online. Thank you for tuning in today. And I'm super excited today, and it's a privilege and honor to share the Word of God in front of you. Tomorrow is uh, July 4th. Are you ready? Let me introduce myself, those who are new. My name is George. I am the India campus pastor here at Arise. God is good. If you are available Saturday evening, we have service at 7 o'clock. You can come and uh, celebrate our Lord together. I have a few celebrations before I start the message. Today, first of all, I want to celebrate the youth camp. My boy Noah, he came back. Uh, he's full. He said, Daddy, Daddy, you should listen to this, Daddy. Daddy, I prayed for somebody. They got filled with the Holy Spirit. Daddy, I prayed for somebody, and he got baptized. He's super excited. So I will say, send your kids for this kind of events. It's such a blessing, such a blessing, such a blessing. And tomorrow is July 4th. I know that the true freedom is today right here. So celebrate our freedom. Also, I just came back from India last week. You know, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of things to share with you, but I'm not, Pastor Ken instructed me, keep, keep your testimonies with you. We're going to share in coming days. So I will say in coming Sundays, don't miss the service. Make sure you come here. I mean, if they give me opportunity, definitely I'm going to share with you. I traveled in four states in India. I, I flew about 28,000 aerial miles. To circulate the globe, it takes only 24,000, so I went more than once. It took 12 flights, 12 flights, 48 hours of flight. I mean, not to reach there, I flew inside state to state, including all that. So that's something beautiful. Preaching gospel around 22 villages. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending me. Thank you for praying for me. I saw amazing things. Some of the villages, it is pretty far. You have to drive in a small car. It's super hot, about 113 degree Fahrenheit. And man, but thank you, Jesus, for the protection. And the Holy Ghost really strengthened us. And I drove about 2,200 kilometers. That's about 1,400 miles from here to New York. That much, you know. So that was beautiful. I really love my fellow pastors in India. They are so much willing to come along with me. Every time I go to India, they are super excited. And you know what? One thing I loved about the street food eating from the side of the food, because some places choosing a good uh, restaurant is not a good idea. People don't go there, you know, they cannot afford the money to go to a good restaurant, so they love to eat from the side, uh, the street food, and it was one of the best. It's like New York City, I don't know how many of you been to New York City. You <laughs> There we go. You know, I don't have to explain to you. By the way, in Tampa, there's a church called Without Wall Church. But when I checked it, it got walls. I've, I'm sorry. When I went to India, one of the villages, and I saw Without Wall Church. You can see it on the screen. People worshiping under the tree. They don't have a church building. 
They gather every Sunday together. They do the Bible study there. I'm so blessed to go and experience God with them. And this is something beautiful. In order to translate to their local dialect, it took three translators. I speak in English or Malayalam, and somebody else translates into Hindi, and the next one will translate into the state language called Odia. Then the fourth one translates into the dialect called Kui, and I wonder what the fourth person really said. <laughs> I have no idea. I hope he communicated my message. Then I look at the people, you know, what is the reflection they have? By then I can say, you know, maybe they conveyed some. Well, anyway, it was beautiful. And this is one thing I want to say about the village. They, you can see the slippers, they, they, they take off the shoes because that ground is holy ground. And that really tight. And you can see there is a dog sleeping because you know what? That dog got delivered, so it is having a nice, Oh my, oh my. This is also one experience I'd like to share with you. You know, while I was uh, traveling, we were super hungry, so we decided to go to a local restaurant to eat parota. That is one uh, food I love to have. One day, I'll, I'll try to find that food for you. Anyway, after we ate and we stepped out from that restaurant, and I saw a lady sitting and selling mangoes. And you know what? The Holy Spirit started talking into my heart. And Lord said, go and buy some mangoes. I told my pastors, those mangoes are good. Shall we buy some? They said, no, 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 it doesn't look good. I said, no, they are good. Anyway, we bought some mangoes. Then after, you know, that Lord speaking to my heart again, go and sit with her. And in India, there is caste system, and she's from the lowest caste. And people don't, usually don't mingle with those kind of castes. You know, they buy mangoes and leave, but they won't associate much. But I decide to sit with her and take a picture. After I took the picture, this lady did this and started talking to me. And I have no idea what is she talking, because she's talking in a different language than what I speak. So I call one of the pastors and I ask them, can you please translate to me? And she said, pray for her and her family. Then I asked, what is your name? She said, Rahel, which means Rachel. I said, Rachel, come on. You're a villager, you got named Rachel? I said, do you have family, do you have children? She said, yes, I got three boys. One is Daniel, second one is Nathaniel, then third one is Cornelius. I said, what? I'm telling you, it was a beautiful moment. I love that. And we all got shocked how she recognized us. Very simple. Buy the fruit. They will know. Everybody will know. I will say no matter where you are, you can produce a fruit. You are called to, you know, produce fruit. The, the, the uh, fruit of the Spirit is love. Just sit with somebody. Just talk with somebody. You know, God going to change the situation. So that is one of the highlights I like to show, uh, say. And while we were returning back, we stopped by the same place. And the second picture I took with her, we become one family. We celebrated Jesus together. Woo, I have a lot to say. <laughs> All right, today we're going to start a new series called Back to Basics. And uh, I'd like to speak from the book of James. James, the author, is half-brother of Jesus. And uh, you can imagine being the kid brother of Jesus. 
you know, being a kid brother, looking at Jesus, he thought he, he must be crazy. That's what it says in John chapter 7, verse 5. His brothers didn't believe in Jesus. Whatever he did, it's very unusual. So they, they, they didn't believe. He was a skeptic. When I meditated the scripture, this is what came into my heart. Many of us, we were skeptics also. There was a time I was a skeptic. You were a skeptic. We couldn't believe it. You know, whatever the Bible says. What happened to him? Let's read from chapter 1, verse 1. This, James chapter 1, 1. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. It's a slave. He's a doulos of Jesus Christ. That was the time he was a skeptic. Now he is a servant. He is a slave to Jesus Christ. That's called transformation. That's called paradigm shift. That's called complete change. Woo! Let me ask you today, are you a skeptic or are you a servant? If you're still a skeptic, let us see what the scripture says. What changed James? And if you study the scripture, you can see the resurrection changed everything. The resurrection changed everything. What happened to me? Jesus resurrected inside of me. That's called born again. Come on, come on, come on, people. You know, that is what changed every person. That's what happened to James when he saw the resurrected Jesus. When he experienced the power of the resurrection, he became a servant from a skeptic. So any of you, those who are listening to me online or over here, if you are a skeptic, Jesus wants to come into your heart. He wants to live in you. He wants to restrict inside your spirit. I promise you, I guarantee you, you will be completely changed. I remember after I got born again, I wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, to, to have that overflow. I waited eight years, eight long years. After that, I remember it happened. From that day, my life changed. My life changed. The people who know me, they said, George, you changed. So are you expecting a change today? Then you know what? Jesus is able to do it today. Praise God. Is it possible that Christians suffer from false advertising where something is said, but what is done is totally different? You know, I found some interesting stuff over here. One is uh, energy drink company Red Bull was sued in 2014 for its slogan, Red Bull gives you wings. The company settled the class action case by agreeing to pay out of maximum of 13 million, including $10 to every US consumer who had bought the drink since 2002, because it did not, in fact, make anyone grow wings. What? <laughs> Ooh, I never had red bulls, so I don't have wings. Maybe. <laughs> well, some of the stuff I found is uh, creepy Tweety. I love Tweety Bird, but that product doesn't look any close to Tweety. Nasty chili, another one. The picture looks beautiful, but when you cook, it's nasty. Oh, I love this one, oh, Canada. It says, American company, but product of Canada. Wrong, wrong information. The last one, crustable. It says, uncrustable, it is crustable. 
This is another one. It says no climbing, no suitable for climbing, but the guy is climbing. <laughs> the picture and the, the description doesn't match at all. Oh, Lord, I love this. So this can be possible, okay, in our lives. We all bought this product and we found not even close. Not even close, not even close. Let that not be true in God's people. The message and the messenger should be same. Otherwise, we are presenting a message of cross invalid. We are voiding the message of cross. This is powerful. Let's read from the uh, ch chapter, uh, book of James, chapter 1, 19 to 25. <clears throat> Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness of God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror, carefully into the you yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Praise God. We believe in core values. One of our core values, if you are no, not growing, you are dying. So after listening to the word of God, God expects you to grow. Now, I'm going to give you only three thoughts, three questions from this passage. The first one is, do I react or do I respond? Do I react or do I respond? I have a bow over here, and uh, Newton's third law says every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You can see the ball is bouncing because, you know, there's an action, but it's an equal and opposite reaction. This is called reaction because the floor is very hard. Think about what is response. Responding means, Pastor Kent, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kent. All right, can you please throw back to me? Thank you so much. All right, this is called response. He was very careful. He threw that ball to me, and I got it, right? Sometimes we Christians think for a moment, are you reacting or responding? The Word of God says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Again, be quick to listen, okay, slow to speak, slower to anger. Giving into anger destroys what God is building. God is building family, God is building relationship, God is building friends, but many times we are failing to listen to the word of God or obeying the word of God. Uncontrolled anger given into fast will cause deep wounds. Why we hurt others? Why we giving wounds into people's life? Because we have, sometimes we act uncontrolled anger given too fast. And sometimes the world flipped this, this word completely. Be, it says, you know, be, be slow to listen, fast to speak, and faster to anger. In some case, if you don't respond to something immediately, if you become silent, it, it's like, it's okay, you agreeing with that matter. 
But Proverbs chapter 17, verse 28 says, even fools are not are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. If you keep quiet, people think it's okay. Everyone who wants to say something, if you give a top talk, topic, you know, people like to speak something about it. But sometimes it's a good idea to think, you know, when we should say something, should I respond to that? Should I react to that or not? I will say listening to the Holy Spirit is very important. Reacting versus responding. <clears throat> When, when, I, when I say the word reacting, this is the thing comes into my heart. You heard about nuclear reactor, right? In nuclear reactor, the atoms are reacting. One atom go and hit another one, that will react, that will split into two, the two parts go and hit another one. So it's like a nuclear chain reaction. You know, if you react, that's what's happening. Sometimes the whole picture will get messy because you reacted too quickly. And re reacting and responding, the reaction is emotional, involuntary reflex without self-control. That is the definition of uh, reacting. The speed of my reaction reveals the reality of my character. I want to share a story with you. I think this happened a while ago, I think about 10 years back, I was preaching in a church. And that day, my topic was how Jesus won the victory on the cross legally. Legally, how he defeated Satan. And I had a setup, you know, I love to do some props, and that day I had a setup of a court, you know, Jesus as a, as a defender, and uh, Satan is an accuser, God the Father as a judge. And I was explaining about the legal sides, how Jesus paid the price for your sin, my sin, how he claimed, give us the victory legally. And there was an old man sitting in the back of the church, and uh, I had no idea there are a lot of things going inside of him. Anyway, after the sermon, it was a beautiful sermon. I went to the main street. I was about to greet this man, and he reacted to me. He was mad at me. He wanted to take a bite out of me. Then I found he is going through a court case. Something hurts inside of him. And he didn't get my message. Rather, he was focused into that court appearance. You know why you are reacting? Maybe there is a hurt inside of you. Something is happening within you. Something not digested. Something not forgiven. Something you cannot give up. Jesus, forgive you. I will say forgive others as well. You know, if you are responding, look into your actions and the action going to speak who you are, how mature you are. That maturity need to come through the growth. If you are not growing, you're dying. Praise God. A response is a thought and through reply with self-control. Difference between reaction and response are maturity. Many times if you respond, I mean, if you react, later on you're going to regret. You're going to say, man, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have texted that first. I posted online too fast. On the social media, I should have thought second time. When I text somebody, you know how many times I read it and delete it? I do that. I ask Holy Spirit, Lord, should I do that? You can react very easily. But I will say, wait for the Holy Ghost. Wait for the wisdom. Let him speak. He's alive. He's inside of you. All you have to do, listen to him and obey 
from him. All right, praise God. James is going deeper because our reactions and responses often reveal our heart. James chapter 1, verse 21. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. It says, get rid of all the filth and evil. Get rid of all the filth and evil. Get rid of. That means, you know, if you have filth on your shirt, you will take it off, right? And you'll get rid of. Because there is something beautiful inside. So, we need to check what are the things we have to get rid of. If you have filth, take it off. If you have evil, take it off. And you know what? Allow Jesus to manifest that beautiful person inside of you. He's waiting. He's waiting. Allow. Praise God. Galatians, you know, chapter 5, verse 16 says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Whatever seed planted inside of you, that's going to flourish. That is what's going to come out. This morning, check what is planted inside of you. If Jesus is inside of you, you're going to produce love, joy, peace. And I love it. You can do it. You know, many times I don't like to come to church, but I will come to church because you know why? I have to take it off that and I have to put on. Man, I have to obey him. I don't want to pray. I don't want to read the Bible, but I will do it because I ought to do it. That's the reason Jesus redeemed me. He, 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 he washed me. Remind yourself. Sometimes you want to respond quickly. You want to react quickly, but I say no. Why? Because I know there's something great inside of me and I can do it. Praise God. And if you read the Bible, you can see Lord God is as a imagery of a gardener. He's planting from Garden of Eden to all the way to Revelation. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's a gardener. He's in a business of gardening. He's planting, he's pruning, he's you know, putting the fertilizer, he's the one watering. This is the Garden of God. Woo! Don't be too quiet, please. You make me nervous. I'm already nervous enough. Yeah, I always encourage my, my church family, come on, give us, respond. You don't have to react, but you can respond. <laughs> I like it, thank you so much. God is planting something in your heart that will cause fruit of growth, fruit of spirit, that will always be benefit to you and others, praise God. If you have bitterness in your heart, if you have hatred, if you have not for, you know, forgiven somebody, definitely that's going to come out. Think about you, going, you went through a situation and you don't want to disclose with anybody, you don't want to come to a counselor, you don't want to share with anybody. The moment somebody touched that sensitive area, oh, no, 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 why? I'll say, open it, open it, open it. Be bold about it. This morning we sung the song, I'm a child of God, I have no fear. Be bold. Line of Judah is inside of you and me. Praise God. So celebrate him. 
How can we know what is growing? Your reactions and responses will a key indicator what fruit is growing. Your reactions and the responses talks about who you are, what is inside of you. Super practical, praise God. We shouldn't be like those advertisements, you know, one picture, something else. No, it should align, praise God. If you're taking notes, this is a second thought. Do I have a habit of listening and obeying? Do I have a habit of listening and obeying? Praise God. We all are good listeners, I know, but sometimes we fail to obey because that's a sacrifice. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, Father, it's not my will. He heard it. He knew the cross is waiting for him. If you and me, if the cross is waiting, man, we like to sneak out through the back door. No, face it. I'm going to obey. I'm going to obey. Lord want you to be an obedient child, just Jesus. Jesus was very obedient. He said, it's not my will. It's your will. Praise God. James chapter 1, verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. This is a beautiful example I like to tell you. In case if you go to a third world country, make sure you keep an eye on your wallet, okay? Think about you travel on a bus or a train. You know, at the end of the travel, you're going to have an empty pocket probably. If you look for your wallet, it's missing. That means somebody, somebody deceived you, somebody fooled you. Can you imagine a situation like, man, I lost. So, you know, when I travel abroad, always I had my passport and my valuable with me. I keep one, you know, hand on it. Because you never know. Can you imagine you being fooled? Over here it says, you fooling yourself. Fooling yourself. Can you, can you imagine you deceiving yourself? You're listening to all this word. After that, you're not a doer. You're not exercising in your life. Oh, that's not good. That takes sacrifice. I have some beautiful illustrations of here. I got a beautiful listener here. I had to find the listener. Where are you? All right. This is a beautiful listener. Microphone. That's all he does. <laughs> he knows how to listen. There we go. It's connected. There we go. It listens. Whatever I say, it listens. There's a club called Hearers Only Club. We come to church, we listen to the word of God, we go home, we study, we do more research, we want to make sure it's right. After that, we study more, we get degree after degree, we become all kind of ministry, but we are not a doer. We don't want to be practical. There is another kind of club called Doers Only Club. That is amplified right there. He loves to amplify. But imagine if you're a doer only club, or if you're a hearer only club, if it's not connected, it doesn't make any sense, right? It needs to be connected. Yeah. It's like a one unit. It's not two separate units. More than that, it needs to function together. Let me ask you this question. We are listening Word of God every Sunday. We are studying the Word of God. We are praying. We're doing all that. What about when, it, when you go to the practical life, when you see a lady selling a mango or somebody, I'm just saying, you know, and the Holy Spirit is talking to you, do something unusual. Hallelujah. Now I'm very serious. I'm very serious. 
Are we representing, you know, something, something not matching with the Bible? Are we advertising a wrong Christ? I know it's, it's pretty touching. It's very hurting. It can be. But the Holy Spirit is reminding you and me how we should be. You know, God is trying to do some alignment. Wow, I like that. This is another one. The Word of God says, okay, James chapter 123, for if you listen to the Word and don't obey, it's like glancing at the face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. I'm very sure everybody look into the, look into the mirror every day. I, I looked. This morning, you know, I know I'm preaching. You know, Brandon knows that we have to keep up our beard, so I, I was looking. Ooh, I look good in here. <laughs> you trim your beard, you know. If something wrong with you, of course you're going to go to the mirror and you're going to look, you know. I would say don't use this mirror to see somebody else. I would say use it to see yourself. Uh, smile, praise God. A mirror is to look and see yourself. Don't use it to use the mirror to see someone else. Okay, this is beautiful. The mirror will tell you the truth. The reflection will tell you the truth. And James is talking about look into the mirror. You look into the mirror. After that, you forget how you look like. You act something else. <clears throat> I know everybody got a car. I'm going to take that analogy into a different perspective. Everybody got a car, and every car comes with the owner's manual. Some of you have no idea what it's an honest man release. <laughs> There's a book. It looks like this. And it says your ear off your car and make everything. If you cannot find it, check the glove box. Maybe this is the first time you're opening it. It's in there. This is something we need to use. You know, if you have a problem with your car, go to the owner's manual. If you have a problem with your face or your look, look into the mirror. If you have a problem with your car, it's a good idea to check into owner's manual. Now, the owner's manual is very detailed about your car. Every single spec, it's over here. And if you look into the owner's manual, you can see, next slide, please. I think they forgot. Praise God. <laughs> All right. It says, you will be killed or seriously hurt if you don't follow instructions. Ooh. It's the first time probably you're hearing it, right? And it says, warning, you can be killed or seriously hurt if you don't follow instructions. Then again says, caution, you can be hurt if you don't follow instructions. It's very serious. I know we all, you know, drive the car every day. We use the car every day, but we never read the manual. Last week, I went to the doctor because I had a pain over here. And uh, the doctor said, you have to take a CAT scan. You know, they want to see what is inside. Then after that, she said, go and do an MRI. To see something wrong inside of you, go, to, go and do a CAT scan or MRI. But what about your inside man? How are you going to see it? The, if you want to know, there is another manual called Bible. This says about the real person inside of you. This is the honest manual. Until I got born again, I had no idea. I mean, we had Bible at home. We read Bible, but I had no clue what is in the Bible. 
If you read the owner's manual, it talks about what kind of motor oil you need to use, 5W30 or 5W20. Do you know what kind of oil you need? Not 5W30, you need Holy Ghost. If you drive your car without the motor oil, the, the motor going to get on fire, and no dealer going to cover it, you're going to be in the ditch. Same way, if you are keep on driving this vehicle without the Holy Ghost, no wonder you see the smoke. No wonder you're struggling. No wonder you're going to the mechanic. Check the oil. You know, somebody asked me how often you have to check the car oil. I, I will say every week, every two weeks at least. Or when you fill the gas. How about us? Do we check the oil? What is, you know, do you have enough oil in there? You, you, you have to have that. Without that, we cannot run more. A owner's manual is an instructional book, a booklet that is supplied with almost all technological advanced consumer products such as vehicles, home, appliances, and computer peripherals. You have an owner's manual too. You know, when I baptize people, I usually give a Bible to them. I tell them, this is our honest manual. Make sure you read it. So if any of you are missing your honest manual, find it. Look into it. That's a mirror. That's the honest manual. That's something we have to refer every day of our life. Praise God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you ever seen a blind person looking into a mirror? No. No blind people look into the mirror. Why? They cannot see. I hope you're getting the message. If you're born again, your eyes are open. That means you need to check the owner's manual. Check into the mirror. And don't forget. Remember. And you have to live according to that. Can I have a shout of amen? I like it. I'm, I'm replenished. <laughs> oh, Lord. I Look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. Jesus is the perfection of the law. I will say look into Jesus. In every situation, I will say watch Jesus. There is a blessing looking into the mirror and measuring your motives. I will say check the word of God and check your motives every day of your life. Let's continue reading. Jeff chapter 125. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. How many of you want to get blessed? I will say glance into the mirror, the word of God, and remember and do and live accordingly. You will be blessed. It's a promise. The heaven's going to pass away. The earth's going to pass away. But the word of God shall never pass away. You know, this is something I experienced in my daily life. You know, there was a time I struggled in my life. I don't know how to answer certain questions in my life. I don't know, you know, how to open certain doors. But when Jesus came into my life, when the Holy Spirit, you know, came into my heart, you know, when I start obeying him, things start changing. Today, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Sometimes we expect a miracle. But think about the miracle is happening every moment of your life. That's called blessing. 
In other words, you can keep up with the numbers. Did you get that? Sometimes we're expecting for one miracle. That's like a beggar. Can I have something, please? But think about you are enriched. You are rich with all the miracles. Jesus is inside of you. Lord of lords, he's inside of you. King of kings, he's inside of you. What else do you need? You're not lacking anything. Because I got it all. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. I like it. I like it. If you look and if you obey, if you don't forget, you will be blessed. When you mix hearing and doing, that's called blessing. All right. Thought number three. If you have the worship guide, you can write it. Do I have alignment with what I say and what I do? Do I have alignment with what I say and what I do? You saw all the advertisements before. It doesn't match. Sometimes we can be, you know, same like those advertisements. And let us see. Uh, James is going to get super practical. James chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. What good it is, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith and don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Hallelujah. You know, this happens in our daily life. We come across many people, they're struggling in their life. And we say, happy Thanksgiving, have a blessed day. Do you think that is a right representation? If you saw someone is cold, hungry, and naked and said, have a good day. Well wishes, but no substance. Hoping, but no helping. Faith minus action is dead. Faith minus action is dead. St. Francis uh, of Assisi has been attributed this saying, preach the gospel all the times, but when necessary, use words. Preach the gospel all the times, but when necessary, use words. It's not one or another. I will say it's both. It is both. It is not one or another. We need to have both. There are times, you know, we like to preach, but we don't have any actions. But there are times we like to act, but there is no reading, listening. I, I will say, if you separate those, those two, it's a huge mistake. It needs to come together. I will say proclamation and demonstration is Christian life. Proclamation and demonstration is Christian life. Your theology makes sense to people when it has actions to hold it up. Praise God. I want to read a beautiful scripture. This is something, uh, you know, um, uh, encouraged me to go forward. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. Go and announce to them that kingdom of heaven is here. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have received. This is a great commission. Jesus said, go. Jesus said, go, and announced to them. You know, in grade school, there is, there is something beautiful called show and tell. In small classes, you know, my little boy, he came to me and said, Daddy, I need, you know, I'm going to take this to my car. I'm going to take it to school because I have show and tell. 
Jesus is in a business of show and tell. He didn't say go and preach only. He said go announce to them to, that the kingdom of heaven is here. Also he said heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those who with leprosy and cast out demons. When I went to the villages, you know, to preach the gospel is very easy. But when they come to the front with needs, are you bold enough to pray? Yes. It is, you know, you standing there not in your name. I will say you standing there in the name of Jesus. Imagine somebody got healed, somebody got delivered. The, the, the you know, credit doesn't go to you, it goes to Jesus. Think about nothing happened, that's all right. That also goes to Jesus. Don't try to take that. So I will say bold, be bold about it. He is in a business of show and tell, show and tell. So in this community, wherever we live, we should be showing and telling. We should be announcing. Also, we should be acting. This needs to go together. That's what the book of James talks about. Let me come to the conclusion here. What is your response? In your worship guide, good works are not the price of salvation, but proof of salvation. Let me read that again. Good works are not the price of salvation, but proof of salvation. What is salvation? The cross says, I see you, I love you, I care for you. Jesus didn't just said the gospel. He didn't just send the gospel to you. Rather, he showed it on the Calvary. The cross talks about, Jesus talks about how much he loves you, how much he cares for you, how much he, he, he wants to have you in the, in the heaven. He cannot enjoy heaven without you. Oh, Lord, can you imagine that? That's the cross is talking about. So today, we need to uh, receive the gospel. Not only that, we have to enjoy it. We have to celebrate it. I will say tomorrow we're going to celebrate the July 4th. I will say let's celebrate the freedom in Christ Jesus. True freedom. Woo. Let, me, let me charge you. You're free to go and do some good works. Yes. You're free to go and, and show Jesus to other people. Yes. Don't worry about it. Devil going to say, he's going to intimidate you. If you see somebody sick, be bold to pray for them. You know, 99% of your mind going to say, what if doesn't get healed? What if get healed? Oh, come on. Faith is risky. Do it. It's okay. It's all right. When I saw all these villages coming to me and the pastor who prayed, they are the ones supposed to pray for these people. I said, I'm not going to pray for this 25, 50, 100 people. You all step in, everybody. Jesus gave the authority to all of us. Today, we have to hold on to that authority. We have to exercise it as a citizens of heaven. Woo. You know how many times we remember you and me, we are the citizens of heaven. That means we have certain authorities given. So we need to exercise those. Praise God. The one who hears and does are blessed. Things will change. This morning, let me ask you this question. Are you a skeptic or are you a servant? I have one more beautiful presentation. I bought this sugar from Walmart this morning. It says pure sugar and granulated sugar. Think about it, I open it, I tasted it, it tastes like salt or something else. 
all-purpose flour. I'm going to say, man, this is wrong stuff. I'm going to go to the cashier. I'm going to go to the customer service. I'm going to say, this is wrong. It says pure sugar, but it is not. It is not. I'm going to fight for a refund, a full refund. Yeah. And not only that, I'm going to, you know, put it on the Google, don't buy this stuff. <laughs> now, you and me, we are labeled as a Christian. When people come and taste you, are you giving Jesus? Do they taste Jesus when you speak in your actions? No, th this is powerful. Uh, this is powerful. Take it very personal. This time, take it very personal. You are labeled as a Christian. You're not a skeptic anymore. You are a servant. If you're a servant, Jesus charged you, manifest him. Shall we all stand? Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you, if anybody's skeptic here, Jesus wants to resurrect inside of you. He wants to make you new. If you're hurt inside of your heart, he wants to take that hurt. I will say, cast all your cares upon him. Give it to him. If you're going through a struggle, finance, or something personal, I will say, give it to the Lord. He's able. He can change the situations. He's powerful enough to do the job. Do you trust him? There was time James was skeptic, but he become a servant. Today, Lord want you and me as servants. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Can you, can, you, can you worship the Lord? Can you give it to the Lord? You know, whatever we heard, whatever we heard, that need to be practical. We cannot, we can settle on just only here. Is we need to do, you know, more than super practical. Come on, let's, let's worship the Lord for a while. Let's, let's, let's open our mouth and let's worship him. Let's praise him. Just say, Father, thank you. Father, thank you for coming and finding me. Thank you for choosing me out of the world. Father, you gave me that authority to be a child of God. And today I'm going to manifest. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to celebrate who I am. You need to focus only into Jesus. I will say every time when you look into the mirror, you see yourself. Same way when you look into the word of God, you need to see what kind of authority you have, who you are, why are you called up as a Christian? You need to celebrate it. You have to manifest Jesus every day, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider subscribing and sharing this on all your social platforms? If you are moved by the message and would love to share your testimony, please email it to amen at myariseChurch.com. I pray you leave here feeling encouraged. See you next time.